Are you ready to elevate your life this year? If so, this is the podcast for you. Hello, I'm Melina Putnam, the CEO of Chicks in Charge, and each week here in the coop, I'll be talking to boss chicks on how to level up in every area of your life. Are you ready? Let's go. All right, we are on. Hello, world. Melina Putnam, CEO of Chicks in Charge and Yay Dude. And you are listening to the Coop Boss Chicks podcast. And each week for our Read and Lead book club series, we're going to be talking about one of the books that we have read over the last few years here at Chicks in Charge. And Chicks in Charge is a women's leadership and networking club for women leaders. They're managers and companies, entrepreneurs. And this podcast is really for anyone who wants to level up and have real talk about the issues that affect us all today. And we are big readers and big learners here at Chicks in Charge. And today, what you're seeing, if you're watching us on video, is we are at our clubhouse. It is the Chicks in Charge Clubhouse. We call it Yay on Broadway in downtown Edmond, Edmond, Oklahoma. We hope that, you know, let us know where you're listening anywhere around the world. But each week, I'll have a boss chick guest. And so what I did is I pitched it to our membership and I said, hey, if if there is any book that we have read that really resonates with you, then let me know what that is. Sign up. I want you to let me know what you're really, really passionate about. I think we've done a great job picking these books. And our guest today, our first guest as we kick off this book club series is Julie Rising. She's a mindset and empowerment coach and a licensed uh, marriage and family therapist and play therapy. I mean, she's got a long list of stuff that she does and she's amazing. And I have to say, Julie, you're one of those that usually comes to book club and has actually read the book a lot of times. So uh, welcome to the coop. Thanks. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. And yeah, I really, you know, you know me, I do love a social event. And when I compare it with something that, you know, helps me develop myself personally or professionally, or in this case, both, then, you know, I'm all in on it. Yeah. Okay. So tell us what book you selected and why, and we're going to dig in. Okay. So I selected Atomic Habits by James Clear. And there's the book. Melina's holding it up. It, um, oh, so why did I choose it? Because I believe it, it helped me, first of all, like kind of in a medicine. It helped me at a time in my life where I really needed an anchor and to feel like I was in control of my life. And so that was during uh, 2020, during, you know, the pan- as the pandemic was ramping up, we were figuring out what life looked like in that, in that kind of our new situation. Globally, we had a lot of anxiety. And um, for me personally, I noticed my anxiety really ramped up and suddenly the things that I was doing weren't necessarily uh, working in my life or they weren't um, you know they didn't they didn't um, meet my needs the way I, I needed them to because so much changed in such a, a really short amount of time. So yeah so I have a great fondness for this book in lots for lots of reasons. Yeah, well, I will say it is one of them that is actually here on display in the Wonder Room, our big room here at Yay on Broadway, because I highly, highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. We, you know, not only did we 
have to sometimes by force lose some of the good habits that we had before the pandemic. But then I think we created a lot of bad ones. I know at least I did. And so what we want to do today and what the purpose of this series is, is of course we recommend for people to read the whole book. But even if all you do is that this is just a refresher for you, because maybe you read it when it first came out. Um, I know that just by reviewing it again last night, mm -hmm. I found some things that resonated with me that I had forgotten or that's just new to me because of my new circumstances. Um, here we are, you know, almost three years later. And so I, it's one of those books that I think you turn to kind of again and again, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, anytime you read um, a book like this, every time you listen or read to it, I, I, tend, I, I say I don't read the old fashioned way with my eyes. I listen with my ears. That's the new way of reading. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, whether you listen or whether you read your book and when you review it, and even if it's just a quick kind of perusal of your notes or, or whatever, yeah, you're going to get something a little bit different out of it, aren't you? You're going to continue yeah. that kind of learning process and that growth process. Okay, so let's dive right in then. So this is Atomic Habits, An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones by James Clear. He's one of those guys that you just have a brain crush on because you're like, what a smarty. I, I have a lot of smarty pants crushes and he would be one of them. So tiny changes, remarkable results is what they promise at the top. So let's kind of go through some of the, the processes and his thinking and the research that he shares in the book. Um, the first thing is he says in um, building a good habit um, there are four steps to it. And so I thought we'd go through these steps and then you and I could kind of each share how we incorporated this after we read the book into a new habit. And the cool thing is, is it sustaining? Because that's the whole point of a habit, right? Is that you just start doing it unconsciously mm -hmm. after that. And so the first step here is he says, make it obvious Step two, make it attractive. And with that, it's the action, reward, and a motivational ritual. Step three, make it easy. Really look at your habit environment. And then he has something he calls a two-minute habit trigger. And then the fourth step is to make it satisfying. Um, and it, uh, of course, you know, if something's not satisfying, it seems like we don't stick with it very long. But let's just kind of start there with step one. Um, and he even says has an intentional action to do like that to st say that after something, I will do something at a certain time in a certain place. Like, did you use this specific process when you were looking at those habits back during the pandemic? Gosh, yeah, I think, I, yes, I did. So I remember, um, you know, and I know we'll talk about a habit tracker, you know, in a minute, but um, I remember, um, and I still do this, like thinking about like even organizing my habit tracker, like kind of in order of my day. And mm -hmm. so um, for me, like one of the things was uh, to create, so my, my overall goal was to create a morning routine that felt really supportive to me and wasn't like maybe just a deep dive into the news and the media and the anxiety of the world. And so um, I definitely, like I, um, I can remember 
even like back then, and I've used it so many times and other things, but you know, back there, I remember like really focusing on that morning time and knowing like th these were the things that I was going to do immediately upon waking while my coffee was making. That was one mm -hmm. of my habit stacks that I used, um, which is another trick that he like tip that he, he utilizes to help us um, incorporate these habits into our daily life. Yeah. Okay. So you improved your morning routine. I will add on to that and say, I did that as well, where I really wanted to, um, again, not, not be on social media first thing in the morning, not, we have to be so careful about the thoughts that we bring into our space in the mornings. And so I decided while the coffee was going that I would do some yoga. And so it was, oh, it's only like 10 minutes. And that's what I love. I call those little, little moments, you know, focus bubbles. And so it's very sustainable. And I love that he says, the easiest things are sort of right along that margin. He calls them what Goldilocks of like, we know that we're capable of doing it. And so if we make it easier for us to do, then we'll do that. The other thing he says about, you know, your habit environment, I go ahead and keep my yoga mat rolled out in what I call my babe cave. It's my little office and, and guest room at the house. And so it's already ready because if, if it's difficult, it seems like we won't do it. Even if it's something that like, how long would that literally take if I rolled out my yoga mat, you know, but the yeah. fact that it's already there, I love that. And then um, I will add on to that. So now, yeah, it's a habit. And here we are, you know, almost three years later, and I still do yoga every morning. Um, and the thing that I love that will introduce another one of his thoughts is the 1% better every day. Because he does say that the downside of habits is that our performance can actually dip over time because you got so used to doing it. Mm -hmm. And so not only do I think we need to not... Um, you know, get upset with ourselves if we're having difficulty doing something every day, but that it just takes that little bit of effort. And then now that I'm doing that, I'm thinking, how can I improve upon that? And fitness is one of those things that I'm, so I'm taking that morning routine and expanding it. So now I've added a fitness app. So again, it's already on my phone. He also talks about accountability as a part of it. So I sent the fitness app to my kids because I have, you know, young adult kids and they started doing it. So I love to see like how we're moving throughout the day. And if you're someone that likes a little challenge, then you can incorporate that. So it's interesting that all these things that he says are things that are pretty easy for us to incorporate. We just have to make it a process and a system. What was another big aha that you took from the book? One of, one of my favorite parts of it is that he really does break it down. So he takes it, you know, from this like big goal down to like, like kind of a, what's that called? Like reverse engineering it. Like that's, I think that's really what this book is, is kind of like reverse engineering. And that's really what we're all trying to do. Um, but to figure out like, what's the, what is the the threshold? What's the least, Thing that I can do to get started. Like, you know, because he'll, he says in his book again and again, um, if you, if you try a habit and it doesn't work, like you don't stick to it, you probably made it too big. 
And so you really have to like, you know, bring it down. And so one of my favorite things is when he talks about repetition, um, not perfection. And so the way I say that is progress over perfection. I mean, that's a kind of a common saying. And so I do think that that perfectionism is where um, we can really get tripped up. So instead of having an, a, a really achievable goal, we make this kind of like, we're going to like make a 180 change, right? Rather than making the small incremental change, because we want big result really fast, which is probably not super reasonable. And so what I do love is that being really thoughtful and reflective. So it's not that I failed, it's that I probably didn't, I haven't figured out what the what the smallest habit is to start with. So instead of, he uses an example, like instead of a hundred pushups, you know, uh, if you do one push-up, right? Like one push-up a day seems really doable versus yeah. 100 push-ups a day probably doesn't feel very doable. So really being able to kind of break it down into that little, those little bite-sized pieces. And I know for me, that was huge. Like, so my, my morning routine was like the overall goal, but what were those pieces? I practiced little pieces of that. I practiced meditation for sometimes like really one minute. I mean, one minute of meditation, I practiced, I did some grounding and I stepped right outside my front door and I grounded on the flagstones, the cold flagstones. And I would do that for just 30 seconds or just a minute. And it wasn't like you said, you know, when you started with your yoga, it wasn't like I was doing this four hour morning routine. It was, it was really, it was minutes, but that's what made it so doable. And that's why I felt so successful was yeah. because I I could do it. I wanted to do it right, incorporating the pleasure. Um, you know, I wanted. I had that desire, and I felt successful. And I think that that piece is huge. That's huge. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, you know, and he he talks about also then thinking of it long term is attaching it to our identity. So I love that idea of it being that target, and the middle of it is the identity. So you associate that. So to say, I am someone who does yoga. I'm a yogi. Okay. And then you have the processes to make that happen. Yes. And then the outcome at the end is like, look at me, I'm doing yoga every day, you know, mm -hmm. and that we don't, and then it can be what works with your life. So I personally am not someone that's going to be embracing, you know, the handstands and some of those real difficult, I don't even know what they're called, but I see, you know, yogis and people on TikTok and Instagram and all that. And I think, well, that's, you know, good for them, not for me, because that's not the kind of practice that I want. So that's what I love about these is that he's not saying you have to attain a certain level of something. It's up to us um, to build that new habit or break the bad habit completely based on, you know, what our needs are. Yeah, absolutely. And I do that. That to me is always very important. I think a lot of us spend a lot of time uh, trying to obtain goals that we think that we believe we should instead of the things that we really desire. And so, yes, if you, you know, so I'm a runner. And so that's, and, and often when you say you're a runner, especially if you say like, oh, I've done a half marathon or something, people say, I could never do that. And I say, you know, I know that there was a time that I thought that too. And certainly if you don't want to, you should not do it. <laughs> No. Well, I'm going to say that is the wrong thing to say to Julie Rising because she will she will question you and challenge you on that right now because you've done it to me too, folks. So. Right? Yeah. Okay. And I'm 
And if you want to be a runner, you probably can be, you know, right? Like that's the thing. So, so really like even before I had heard of Atomic Habits, I mean, this was, you know, 12 years ago, the way I became a runner when quite literally I, you know, I never ran anywhere, jogged anywhere in my whole life was I did the couch to 5k program, which is a very, which does exactly what James Clear is purporting, right? You know, is is promoting in his book is it broke down this bigger goal of doing a 5k, you know, race into doable things. And I still remember running from light pole to light pole in And so I I can still see that. And I still remember like the, but that's what got me to now I've done 12 half marathons. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, so a little 1% better. Yeah, every day, one light pole at a time. Right. And that and that's the thing, right, is if we start with the light pole, you know, light pole to light pole, we can do it. If we start, if we say I have to run 3.1 miles, that feels impossible. And I so really, that's what I love about his breaking it down into like, this is where you start. And then you have this trajectory that takes you maybe so much further than you maybe thought you would go even. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so you are a runner now. I know that, that in terms of the identity, one of the things that I'm working on right now here in 2023 is being more organized um, because that it really reduces my stress both at work and at home. And to say that I am, instead of saying, Oh, I'm just a disorganized person to say, I'm embracing that I am organized and that I keep, keep systems and processes. And so, and that's what he talks so much about is you've got to have the process that supports you in the effort. So you're, yes. you are going to need, you know, set out that yoga mat, all the tools and resources, like have it nearby. And so that that will support you in getting it done. Yes. And I think he calls that like reducing friction. So you, yes. so, so if we're talking about forming a good habit or a healthy, I like to say healthy habit, that's kind of my wording, uh, a healthy habit. Um, right. Then you reduce the friction that it takes to do it, right. You reduce the the effort that it takes to, to do those small things that add up to the big thing. And so I, I do like to think about that like that. And that was something that I even like felt refreshed on in reviewing the book was like, oh, right. Like, let me pay attention. So you mentioned your yoga mat stays out in your babe cave. That's reducing friction. That's you reducing friction to your daily habit of, of being a yogi, of embracing that. But even like with, um, you were talking about being more um, organized, like embracing the embodying a person who's organized, embodying that identity, then you start to develop processes and systems. And what are you going to do? You're going to look at what other people are doing that is successful and then see how you can incorporate those habits into it. And and you helped me this morning. You came in and you said you shared that tip about taking something. What is it? Never leaving empty handed from 
right. from one yeah. thing, yeah, to another. And like, that's so easy then. And once we do it over and over, then it will become a habit. The first few times I'm going to have to be very intentional about stopping myself. But wait a minute, Melina, don't leave the kitchen without taking these things back that need to go back to my bedroom or whatever. And so I, I love that. It's, it's, it takes a little bit of intention, but once you get in the flow, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, so he talks about the four laws of behavior change, cue, craving, response, and then reward. And, you know, he, he says, of course, all these things can be done in business too. So while we're, we were just sharing some personal habits, but also we can do these things for business too. And so, um, you know, whether it's financial, if you're marketing, obviously you want to make things attractive for people in your marketing and your message. Um, and, and so these, all these things that he talks about in the book can be applied to parenting. They can be applied to business. And he actually has some bonus chapters that he provides um, that will help with that as well. Um, so back on the habit stacking, mm -hmm. uh, that is probably the thing that stuck with me the most. And I find it easiest. Yeah. yeah, because I, so I'm an Enneagram seven. I feel like I'm very easily distracted and I do love novelty. And so often, um, that's what he said. Boredom is one of the things that kills habits the most. And so, A, you just have to learn to deal with it. Some things in life are just going to be boring. We're going to have to get through it. But if you can make it a little bit more enjoyable, then why not? And so I love that idea of habit stacking. So if you do, for example, let's say you're listening to this and you're thinking, gosh, I never have time to listen to books or to read a book. Well, the habit stack would mean you listen to the book in the car on your way to work or on your way to running errands. And so that's a very simple way to, to think of that. Um, for me in the morning, because I am trying to grow that morning fitness routine is after I do yoga and get my coffee. Um, so I get my coffee, have a few sips of that. I hop on my bike, my stationary bike, and I start reading on my Kindle, whatever book that we're reading for book club. And so then I'm, the time goes by. So I don't realize that my legs are burning, <laughs> you know, my, my thighs are on fire, but I'm like, but my brain is so engaged. So that really works well for me. And then, but yet, and then I'll, I'll do a little fitness app routine after that. So it's kind of like, you can break things up into small digestible pieces because yeah, if you told me we well, got to ride this bike for 30 minutes, I would not do it. I just, I wouldn't, but I could read for 10 minutes on there and then I could do a fun little dance routine or something. So find what works for you. Um, but I just think that habit stacking is just so, so good. Mm -hmm. It is. I, yeah, that, I think you and I agree that that's one of our favorite things and, 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 and I think why, so why does it energize us? You know, I was just reflecting as you were talking, you know, so why does that energize us? Well, because it does offer that opportunity to make it more enjoyable to make, you know, and we feel like, and I think, you know, and I, I'm not a huge fan of like multitasking, like that idea, like where we want our brain to do two things, but your brain is really capable of running that bike and reading a book, right? Like those are yeah. two different, you know, some things do go together really mm -hmm. well. And so I, um, I like that too. Um, my, one of my favorite habit stack 
places is always like my coffee. Cause if you've met Julie, you know, she loves coffee and I'm, I'm making my coffee every single day. Like that's a habit that's so ingrained in me. Like I just always making my coffee. So I love to add things in at least like sometimes that's my like gateway or my entryway into my routine it for something new is to do it while my coffee is brewing, because that is something that is so stable and, and habitual in my life. But I do, but you can do it almost anything, you know, um, for me, because I live kind of outside of the city, you know, the metro a little bit, I drive a lot. And so, like you said, like, I, so one of the things that I do is that I incorporate um, things that I quote, have to do like my, you know, appointments and things with things like today, you know, co working and a new space so that so I'm accomplishing more than one goal but I am I'm stacking it together in a way that makes sense for me so I was going to be in Edmond already today anyway and you know for one appointment and then you know we said hey let's do this podcast so I stacked that today you know with this and then you know even having some work that I settled aside because I'm you know co-working here from Yay on Broadway so you know like those types of things you can really think about what fits together in your life. And then that creates that ease that helps us stay with it and be able to do it. Well, and what you just touched on too, is that, you know, time is something that we are, we always feel like we're running out of. We don't have extra time to get things done. So this process enables us to get multiple things done in a shorter period of time. And like you said, the hitting multiple goals that feels so good for us, especially if we're real, you know, type A or we're just big achievers. And that's very rewarding for us to be able to check those things off of our list. And of course, all the the boss chicks are really into personal development. And so you know, that's even something that I thought about with my 2023 goals of I want to spend more time with my husband and be really intentional about that time. And that doesn't have to look like a date night. It could be, you know, things on the weekend. So then I thought, well, one of the things I didn't do that I am very passionate about is hiking. I'd love to be in nature. And then we know what the health benefits are of being nature, that you need some vitamin D sunshine, especially they say early in the morning. Um, And of course, and then I'm looking at my move goals, you know, you can do that on your your phone and see how many steps you're taking. Well, that was down last year. So it was like all these things. And so I thought, what can I do where I can achieve all of these? And so I'm doing a weekend hike with my husband. Mm -hmm. And so we're getting the the fun time together because he enjoys it as well. And then I'm, I look at it also as exercise. He doesn't really (laughs) look at it as exercise, but I do. I want to count it. I'm like, I want credit for this. I can't wait to track it. Like he's not tracking anything. Um, I guess his phone would, but he doesn't even look at it. But for me, you know, and then it's like, well, how you're going to keep that up is because I do like novelty, like switch it up. And so where we go can be the adventure, because one of the things that um, Clear talks about in this book is the reward part of it, too. So you're making it satisfying. And so just like you're loving that coffee and I know how you like to visit new coffee shops, that is a reward for you because you're enjoying it. But then you're also getting something else done, whether it's you're meeting with someone or you're getting your work done on your laptop. So um, that just feels really good. And so we've done it every, so what, this will be the fifth weekend now this weekend and we've picked a different park. So either we're going out someplace or pick a new place. So we get to explore. We went to the zoo last weekend. Um, So 
I would encourage listeners to think about, you know, what are ways that you could sort of package all those things together and get them accomplished. And then um, I just, I just feel really, really good right now about where things are. And so I want to keep that up and telling people like you and I sharing and in Chicks in Charge, we always share our wins and our goals. And it's like sharing that gives you that accountability too. And it feels really good because you have other people cheering you on for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to, you know, and I do, I do want to even just like kind of reiterate that. So, so again, we're not, we're not creating goals for the or and habits for the sake of being able to say like, oh, look, I, I checked 12 things off my habit tracker today. Yeah. Like this, the goal is not the, and, and James Clear, of course, has a beautiful way of saying it and I will butcher it, but you know, he does talk about that where it's not the, if, if your whole focus is just simply to check it off, then you then you're probably missing the point of the of having the habit. So like that habit shouldn't be so it is that embodiment of whatever you desire to have in your life. And then the the other piece I wanted to kind of highlight is to remember everything that we are doing is a habit. So whether it's a habit that supports us or a habit that thwarts us, we have habits. So, so it's not this idea of like, oh, I'm going to do this very foreign thing and create a habit. Your body, is, our brains are super efficient. And because they are, they um, hone in and like they create habits. And so by doing that, um, we have, I, I just, I like to remind myself that this is not a foreign thing. All, all I'm simply doing is using the way my brain works and the way my my life kind of is processed anyway to do things that feel more meaningful to me. Right. And that's what we're here for. A meaningful, purposeful life that brings us joy and hopefully peace and reducing stress and friction in our lives. And I think that this book definitely helps us to accomplish that. Um, I will, you know, end with, Uh, not only building good habits, but if there are those that you're breaking this year, um, you want to do the inverse of all these laws. That's what he says. And so, for example, to me, it's like making it invisible is the easiest one. So if you are trying to cut down on junk food, what do you do? You don't even buy it at all because if it's not in the house, you're not going to be tempted. That's why a lot of times my husband does the grocery shopping and he'll come back and he'll get something that really is a favorite treat of mine. But then I'll have to say, you know, next time don't buy that because I will eat them all. And I'm trying to be really you know, conscious of my eating right now and all that. And so just making it harder for us to get to some of those things that maybe we see that we're trying to cut from our lives um, is really a good thing too. So whether you're, um, you know, trying to build one or break one this year, definitely encourage you to, to look, um, look up this book. And there are some great summaries online too. And I will drop a couple of links in our show notes, as well as the information to follow Julie. She's really an awesome boss chick to get to know. And she always has Great advice, in addition to just, just being a cool person to hang out with, whether it's coffee or right. wine and cocktails later. Right. <laughs> I always say I'm up for coffee or cocktails. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on our episode today, Julie. It's a very valuable member of Chicks in Charge. So we really appreciate all of your input and support. Um, and so 
listeners, please follow the podcast. If you want to learn more about membership, that's at chicksincharge.club. And we are launching chapters kind of around the country once we find good leaders for the area. But we also just have a cloud chapter. So if you want to participate in our book club, because we share one Facebook group that our book club is in for all the chapters, um, we just um, added a Frisco, Texas, kind of North Dallas chapter last month. Actually, it was this month. Um, it, it was just happened like two weeks ago. It's very exciting. Um, so definitely check that out as well. We do a one to grow on challenge. And if you're listening to this and it's still January, you know, we just kicked off the year with doing a vision board. So very important to kind of look at that and see what your goals are for the year and your dreams and set up those processes and systems that are going to support you in achieving those. Um, so we will close out for now. Again, thank you, Julie. You're welcome. Thank you. It was my pleasure. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure and like, subscribe, and share the love to keep our community growing. Learn more about our online coop at chicksincharge.club, and we hope to see you again next week. Remember, chicks who flock together, rock together. Love yourself and love one another.